Hello and welcome to Wine Blast with me, Susie Barry, and my husband and fellow master of wine, Peter Richards. Now, with apologies to those of you enjoying spring in the Southern Hemisphere, lucky things, um, here in the UK it's suddenly become very autumnal. So everyone's thoughts are, of course, turning to heartwarming, comforting red wines to sink mm, into. Mm. Well, anyone who's anyone, really. You know, the right Us. kind of people. Well, we... <laughs> All right, just us. <laughs> Any excuse to open another <laughs> bottle of wine. Yeah. So we thought we wanted to do something about this on the podcast, didn't we? We did. Um, we did uh, uh, our favourite white wine grape varieties back in uh, episode 12, I think it was. It's a while ago, isn't all those, it? All those in the summer. Many weeks Very ago. Um, so we wanted to turn our attention to the burning issue that is red wine now. Um, so, of course, we hopped onto Twitter. Of course. Oh, what else? Where else well, could where we else hop onto? That amazing forum for conducting highly scientific research. <laughs> um, and we asked, well, I asked an, an innocuous question, really, about people's favourite red wine uh, grape varieties. And, and it kind of went a bit mad, didn't it? Didn't it just? Oh, my goodness. Um, so much so that you, you seem to sort of literally disappear into the Twitter sphere yeah. for that, several is, days. Is that not a good thing? Um, Occasionally in this household? <sighs> Not always. Not when. Not when we need the gardening doing, <laughs> the rubbish taking out. Um, but it, but no, it was great. I know it my was, uses. It was great, <laughs> uh, and we got some fascinating results uh, yeah, and and mm. very very funny highlights. Mm. I do love mm. uh, some of the comments that yeah. we've had, um, and we thought also who would be the best person to discuss this with. Mm. With, um, and we were amazingly lucky to get hold of the legendary Mad as a Hatter Australian producer Timo Mayer. So we've got that interview coming up a little bit later Mm. Um, but all of this also of course made us thirsty didn't it Mm. so we've opened a few bottles which Uh we'll also be talking about i can't wait for that bit but um before all that just a couple of things uh, we wanted to mention aren't there the first is that we have just uh, officially launched our wine festival online Woohoo! Yeah, thank you. Drum roll. <laughs> so this is replacing Got my famous drum rolls. Your famous drum roll. <laughs> so it's replacing our annual wine festival, Winchester, um, which has been called the best ever wine festival. You know, oh. things like magical and iconic. You know, these are these are words that I'm using. Blowing modestly. My own, modestly. <laughs> highly immodestly. Sorry for the blowing of the own trumpet. But um, obviously we can't do it this year. So we, we've taken the whole thing online, you know, in the spirit of positivity and creating fun things to look forward to, which I think I think we all need a bit of don't we we do we do yes yeah, so the big day don't forget mm. this the big day is saturday the 28th of november we have an amazing lineup of online masterclasses and i think everything from age tawny port to top english sparkling and pretty much everything in between it is mm. all free to access that's very important it's free completely free to access just check out the website which is thewinefestival.co.uk and all you have to do really is decide which sessions you'd like to join in on Uh, and then if you want to you can also order the wines in advance of course who wouldn't want to Mm. so you can taste along on the day as if you've got your own little mini festival going on Mm. Uh, but you do um we should say you do need to be quick because apparently some of the wines we've only just launched and some of the wines are already selling out so so be quick we yeah, don't want yeah, our lovely no. listeners to miss out yeah absolutely the, the response has been amazing so thank you if you've already sort of um got involved uh it's, it's been brilliant to see really heartwarming it's exactly what we wanted to do create a sort of communal thing that's fun to look forward to um i think we've got a couple of uh, wines yeah wines and, and places are selling out um yeah. and there's some brilliant little offers on there the grange has got what is it half selling well, at first yeah. 25 orders Half, Half price. price. You for, need to get in pretty the quick there. Yeah. So, so, so there's some great stuff. Do check it out, please. The, the wine availability is probably important to say. You, you, I think you need to be in the UK to order most yeah. of the wines. Um, I mean, sorry about that if you're 
international. You, but of course, what you, you can, could of course, do, tune in. I was, well, you can tune in, but you could also, if you are international, why not? You know, the lineup of the wines is there. You could look mm. and say, well, I can either get those wines in my country or I could get something really similar. Mm, and true. so I think, you know, you could easily do that as well. So you've got a bit of something to take or just open a bottle of something and, and listen. Join. Exactly. Yeah. You know, sip on something good. Um, yeah. So, you know, we'll also be popping up on the day, won't we, on Instagram Live? We will. Uh, hopefully inviting some very special guests. You know, depending on the rules, we're hoping that maybe if you order some wines, you could get together with the odd person. Or two. Or two. <laughs> depending on the rules. Maximum six. Stay safe. <laughs> uh, if not, there's always a side sort of FaceTime or WhatsApp or yep. Zoom you can do. Who knows? But anyway, so Saturday the 28th of yep. November. That's the day to remember. Join in the fun. Um, we all need a bit of fun, I think, don't we? Um, so we'll very much look forward to seeing you there. Yeah, fantastic. Um, thanks to our headline sponsor, Rathbones, for the Wine Festival Online too. Now, one more thing before we move on. Um, regular listeners will remember Jonathan from Newcastle. Uh, who won our giveaway case of Wine GB wines a few weeks back. Do you remember, Jonathan? I do indeed. Lovely Jonathan, yes. We we felt bad, if you remember, because this case, this delicious, irresistible case, had arrived (laughs) the weekend before his Wine and Spirits Education Trust exams, his big exams, he got there the weekend before. So we were on tenterhooks to hear whether he'd been sort of heroic enough to resist the wines and pass his exams. And I don't know, you've been in touch with him. Did he? Did he? uh, Yes, well... He wrote to say he got 100%. No way! <laughs> 100%. Jonathan added in his email, there's no chance of the remaining bottles surviving until my level three. Uh, so, so Good. You know, that's to be encouraged. <laughs> They're all gone already. Yeah. Um, and he said, and careful, I might take you up on your offer to sit a future paper for I me. I think you did offer to do that, didn't you? If he failed, you said, I'll sit the paper for you we're, we're because we're to blame. Because felt so bad. But then I said, I probably <laughs> wouldn't because he'd do better than me. And clearly, he, I mean, he needs to take my exams in yeah. future. I think, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think it's better for everybody <laughs> that he passed. Um, but thanks for letting us know, Jonathan. And, and thanks to, to you all for sending in your thoughts, your lovely comments and questions, um, which have been coming in by email and by speak pipe we are very grateful um, and we do promise i know we haven't haven't done much uh, recently we've just been uh, too busy with mm, other things yeah. but we Sorry. promise to get onto those questions very soon yeah okay so let's get on with the show so let's start with twitter what was mm. the question you asked and what results did we get and what red grape came out on top yeah good point good point so um the question i asked was go on what are your favorite three red wine grape varieties uh, i'll go first pinot noir syrah sangiovese uh, but they're boring what are yours be controversial dream of autumnal reds to sink into which a lot of people clearly wanted to do they did <laughs> like i could us. not believe it now yeah. the results so um so how, just tell us how many votes you had well well over a thousand uh, so it, it, a thousand, it was, it was a we had over 120 different grape varieties mentioned some of them wow. absolutely obscure uh, which i think <laughs> most of them a lot us, of them we never heard sent of sent us scurrying for, for, for our books didn't it um so learnt lots thank you very much everyone for taking part it's absolutely brilliant to hear the views now um the top three uh, Go on. Top tell grape, us, tell us, tell us. Pinot Noir had to be at <laughs> sort of did, 14% it? of the votes. Um, okay. Syrah came next with 10%. And then third was Nebbiolo with 8%. So Pinot Noir first, Syrah second, Nebbiolo third. Brilliant. Maybe not surprising, although I think it is surprising. Nebbiolo is a bit of a surprise, isn't it? I suppose the third, I, I think, well, I think probably I would have expected Cabernet Sauvignon to be in there. That's true as well. Really? So the, the top 10 in descending order were Pinot, Syrah, Nebbiolo, then Grenache, Cabernet Franc, Sangiovese, Cabernet Sauvignon, Tempranillo, Gamay and Malbec. 
Yeah. Um, so Cabernet Franc came ahead of Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, so we'll get into all of this good a little bit it. later on. But yeah. in, anyway, in short, good, good, we, good. we had yeah, well over a thousand entries. We had hashtags deployed in this debate. Well, <laughs> my favourite was Go Gamay Go. <laughs> Loved that one. I want a T-shirt with that one, I think. Uh, we had a liberal use of gifts, uh, the odd challenge to a fight, uh, and Macbeth was quoted. I mean, you know, what more can you have in life? Um, Rip-roaring stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to my mind, I think one of my favourites was by Paul Tudor. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. Uh, like I'm, I'm going to read, read this one. one yeah, it okay. was so. This Paul Tudor, master of wine, fellow, fellow master, master of wine, wine. Hi, and he said Nebbiolo and sorry, what was the question again? Now that is a true wine pro, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then I, I also love this one from from Chris. He said. I have no idea what grapes are used. I just love wine. I mean, we should have just ended the debate there. I, think, I, think. I mean, I, that just sums up my feeling too. Well, I do know what grapes are used, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, but, but, you know, like, why not? Just yeah. love wine. Now, we did, this being Twitter, we had many a Twitter spat. Ah, uh, um, what a surprise. Most were very good-natured. <clears throat> good. Now, we had, did have one that was got a bit more hot-tempered. You know, these 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 fiery Mediterranean types. So uh, Spanish wine critic Victor de la Serna weighed in, telling lots of people they were getting things wrong. They oh. were pronouncing or actually writing, writing the grape variety names wrong. He was saying that, that Spanish terms were the correct usage for mm. many varieties. So, for example, garnacha, not grenache, which I've already said, so I'm in trouble already. Um, <laughs> and, and samsot rather than mourvedre. Oh. Uh, and he added, you know, most of southeastern France is Spanish, not French. Syrah accepted. Um, Gosh, I can't imagine what that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so this that, led into a sort of a historical. Few, few, um, it did cause eyebrows raising. It ruffled feathers. Led into a historical debate over whether southern France used to be part of Spain uh, or the ancient kingdom of Aragon, and whether that can, can be considered Spanish or not. Oh crikey! Uh, it involved Gauls, Romans, French. I mean, it was like being in an asterisk book at times. <laughs> a wine-soaked asterisk book. Fascinating, but bit bit disorientating. I'll be honest. Uh, at one point. Um, Amber weighed in with 19 putative synonyms for, for Mourvedre. We'll, we'll did in anger, it has to be said. Crikey. You know, and she, she inc- uh, included brilliant names like, like mm. Etang le Chien, uh, English Colossal, yep. Tire Droit, uh, and her favourite Droog. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, sh- should we Are move we on? Are we any wiser? I mean, I don't, where do we stand in that debate just before we move on? <laughs> I've got Are no idea. I'm purists? not sure I know what you're talking do we, about. Do we? <laughs> Has everyone else lost me? What a surprise. Well, I think we'll, we'll wrap up there by saying I think we just use the names that, that most people recognise yes, the most. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think so, I think so. Mm, and mm. as has Rob from White Castle Vineyard in Wales. So for Rob, it would be Cabernet Franc, Gamay and then Pinot Noir. Brackets, Welsh flag, Welsh flag, Welsh flag. Um, yeah. Loyalty, exclamation mark. Yeah, I mean, mark. they've got those planted in Wales. They so good indeed. luck with those. Definitely Loire varieties, bright future maybe. Uh, Bob Halliwell agreed with my choices. Um, which were Pinot, Syrah and and Sangiovese. He added, Sangiovese is the controversial one, but I'd struggle to think of a red wine I'd rather drink than a top drawer Chianti or Brunello. I love that grape. I think we have to say at this moment, you know, you said they're your top three. They are my top three as well. Are they? Yes. I think I I started off... um, Have I stolen your top three? I think you've stolen my top three. Listen, everybody, he steals (laughs) top three red red grape varieties. It's a cry for help. He's calling them his own. It's not true. (laughs) Well, I have to say... I did get a lot of envy of people when they wrote in there, and I thought, no, that's much better than mine. I wish I, I wish I was that person. I wish I'd chosen that. You thought so something different. Zina Mavro or Alianico, those sort of things. I think, oh, I love. Well, I've got, I've got one actually, a really weird one. I'll add a story that I don't think came up at all, oh. and I, I tasted that in is Georgia, that, and it was great. Is that your top was, three? No, no, no. It wouldn't be my top three. No, no, checking, no, 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 no. Not in my top three. Just mm, mm. we tasted. I tasted sort okay. of good and bad. Anyway, mm. anyway moving on. Yeah, he- yeah. Heather to other people's opinions. <laughs> uh, Heather Doherty. Mmm. She says, Mmm. Today's answer is Grenache Syrah Aglianico. Mm. 
See, that's that's interesting, isn't it? Because there were lots of responses sort of indicating that the tweeter's answer varied according to the date. And yeah. I think that's I think that's fair enough. Yeah, we're a fickle bunch, us wine lovers. Well, we are, we but reserve you know, the right more, to... we, we like we like to spread the love. Well, you can see it both ways. I like your way. It's positive. <laughs> uh, Derek said, this is akin to asking someone to choose their favourite child, but uh, among tens or hundreds of children. I imagine that. Tens, hundreds of children. It uh, doesn't bear if thinking you ha- about. No, no. Uh, so anyway, I, I said my reply to that was, yes, absolutely. It's that hard. Uh, I'll wait. <laughs> I'm not sure he ever got back to us. <laughs> no. He, anyway, Terry. Terry said, Nebbiolo Sangiovese Gamay, I know I'm weird. Yeah, you are too. I don't think it's that weird, uh, is it? No, he's weird. It's, or she. Uh, job, job to Swart, our fellow master of wine, uh, said Syrah, Pinot Noir and Menthea because the best examples of the latter combine Pinot fragrance with Syrah structure. Hard to beat the best of both. Mm. Love that. I love it, but I don't agree. I've, I've, I don't remember ever having a Menthea that, you that, need to get that out combines to, Pinot to, and to, Syrah you need beautifully. You to get out to Northern Spain. Yeah, maybe. And, and Job Happy to go. sells and makes some fantastic versions. I'm sure he'd be glad to host you. He'd be cross with me now, wouldn't he? he right, Grimwood said, the three Gs, Gamay, Grollo and Grenache. Um, to which Inspector Watman replied, thank goodness it's not five Gs, there'd be street protests. Mm. Uh, Alex Leeds Wine clearly has a decisiveness issue. Uh, he wrote, Cabernet Franc, Syrah, probably Grenache, maybe Malbec, the good stuff, or Pinot. Or Nebbiolo, <laughs> or or or. That's oh how my goodness! Oh. Uh, Alex, I think you just need to breathe. Yeah, bless him. Um, <laughs> contrast this with Eric, who simply wrote California Zinfandel one two three. Mm. Any guesses where where Eric might be from? Um, and <laughs> yeah, Arlito uh, simply wrote Malbec. That's the list. That's all I need. Uh, or there was a Chilean producer, Derek Mossman Knapp, saying. Carignana, baby. Mm, mm, hi, Derek. Uh, he makes some fine Carignana. Uh, now, we did have one cry for help. Uh, Ruth. Oh, yes, Ruth. We know Ruth. I'll, hi, I'll Ruth. Friend Ruth. Uh, yeah, Ruth yeah. was on a road trip visiting English wine producers. Uh-huh. Uh, and after sending her list, she sent it in. It was fine. She, she tweeted afterwards and she said, scratch that, Rondo, Regent and Dornfelder. Now, I think <laughs> she, clearly she might, she's been taken she's hostage. She's been tied down she, by some English winemaker. She has been maker. taken hostage by a rogue English producer of Rondo Regent and Dornfelder. I'm, I'm not sure she's actually been seen since. Death by Dornfelder. <laughs> Poor Ruth. Good That's Lord. That's a name for a wine. Uh, yeah. So, Ruth, if you're out there, oh, you know. We feel um, for you. Yeah. We'll take both lists just yeah. to keep everybody we'll, we'll happy. We'll give you some Pinot Noir if you want to come by our house. Ken, Ken Shram said, and... so Ken said, Ken Shram said, boring, boring too, but Nebbiolo Pinot Noir Sangiovese. Mm. Ten years Years ago, it would have been Cabernet Sauvignon Zinfandel Carmenere. I also love Cabernet Franc and Syrah. I want to know more about Chiopettino and Teroldigo. And Gamay came and went in the interim. Ain't life grand? Gosh, there's a whole universe. That's a lot. That. That's more than three, isn't it? A whole it? universe in that tweet. Yeah, but it's great, isn't it? Uh, David Thorburn was, was, was too clever by half. He said, uh, Pinot Noir for Champagne, Tempranillo for Rioja. And Tariga Nacional for port. So you see, he's so covered all his, his drinking about bases, his, his, his wines. Yes, yeah, but I like yeah, that. yeah. And no, it's a good, it's a good point. And mm. uh, we've got just literally about half a dozen left to go. So yep. Emily Galletley, really good point here. Pinot Noir, Syrah, and Nebbiolo. If the price is no object, mm. or if price is no object, otherwise Cabernet Franc, Gamay, and Menthea. I think that's brilliant um, because. Yeah. You know, it, it, Price is such a big issue. It is, it is. And you know, you know great and Nebbiolos, Pinot. they're great, but they're really expensive. Yeah. So if you're yeah, looking for good values, Cabernet Franc, Gamay, Menthea, fantastic. Yeah. Um, Matt Wilson, we know Matt, is a, photo- Matt, is a photographer uh, based in Chile, married to Andrea Leon, the winemaker at La Pastole in Chile. Um, now, Matt wrote uh, saying, there's more than three types of red wine. 
right? <laughs> to which I replied, no, uh, just two, those your wife makes and everything else. Which you needn't bother with, frankly. <laughs> Daryl C went went with Pinot Noir Nebbiolo and Tempranillo. He also said Zinfandel gets an honourable mention due to smashability. Uh, and Mrs C is a fan. Smashability. That, that's a word we were looking for, wasn't it? Um, we also had a, a healthy dose of, of self-loathing. Um, Michael P said, I mean, it's boring, but Pinot think, Noir... Sorry, could this be Michael Palin, do you think? It's it could, of, Michael, it's, if you're I, out there... I love, I love that. So the, uh, the way and you, we can help, Michael. <laughs> We're always here for you. He's a well-traveled man. Uh, I mean, it's boring, but Pinot Noir, Cabernet Sauvignon and Tempranillo, uh, though I already hate myself for not saying Cabernet Franc, Menthea and Tanat. Interesting. Oh, love. <laughs> but we do get um, some of that, don't we? We, spoke, we, probably, we yeah, probably feel we're supposed feel we're to say something. unfair to certain grape varieties. Mm. Uh, we also, of course, had a riposte of what are your worst three red varieties? Mm. Thank you, Gus McLean. Mm, we did. So Mikel, uh, in his worst three reds, had Blau Frankish. Just seems like the Venice equivalent of easy listening music. <laughs> Cotswold wine guy, worst three reds, Cabernet Sauvignon. No one actually likes its black currenty weirdness. Mm. Merlot, yes, it makes some of the world's most desirable wines, but the stuff most of us can afford tastes like purple wine gums left in the sun. Uh, and Sangiovese, uh, strictly for... I'm not sure I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to knob heads. <laughs> no, you're not Before allowed you to say me. it. You're not allowed to say it. Uh, but it's quite <laughs> funny. Um, I think it's time there to bring in... Timo Mayer. I think, think it is. It is. So Timo Mayer, he is a legendary Australian winemaker. Uh, he's originally from Germany, uh, but he now makes wine in the Yarra Valley and he is particularly brilliant at Pinot Noir. So I mm. chatted to him and he actually started off with uh, with a question of his own. Where is trolling on this list? <laughs> trolling. Hey, who, who did you interview? Hello. <laughs> huh? Do you grow Trollinger? No, not here. I grew not up yet. as Trollinger. That's all we drank in my household when I was young. Yeah. That was in, in Germany. Trollinger is, is the grape that's planted at Hampton Court Palace in the in the glass house. I don't know if you knew that. But anyway, let's 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 focus yeah. on yeah, yeah. So one of the oldest vines in, in a glass house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding? Vernatch they call it, oh yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so let's con- let's concentrate on Pinot Noir, Syrah and okay. Nebbiolo and tell me what you think. Oh, yeah, they're all good. I love them all three. Probably in our house, Pinot is the most drunk red wine we drink here. So yeah, Pinot it, it is. And tell me, and tell me, I mean, you and Jaden chose to make Pinot Noir, Nebbiolo, and Syrah in the Yarra. Why those varieties? Yeah. Pinot Noir and Syrah got a long history here. Yeah, they've been here, yeah, forever. And like when the doctor started, you know, in the, in the what was it, seventies? You know, Syrah, Pinot, they were the main varieties, climate-wise. You know, Nebbiolo is fairly new in the Yarra Valley. So Nebbiolo only, I don't know, the first plantings. When did they get in? In the early 2000s, probably. The Bordley put some Nebs in. Before that, I don't think there was any Nebbiolo here. So all those Italian varieties, Sangiovese and all those, they're all coming now more with climate change. We're planting those later varieties and they're doing really well. We've got some really pretty, pretty Italian wines so here now. So in terms of, um, if you're looking at those three varieties, in terms of talking of climate change, how do you see the future for those varieties? Obviously, Nebbiolo, you think, might work because of climate change. I mean, I know you said to me when I was visiting, you know, who knows, in 20 years time, we might be planting Grenache in the in the Yarra. We are. Grenache is is coming. It's going well. Yeah. Yeah. There is Grenache already here. And yeah, uh, Peyton and Jones made one. 
and it's really good. So Grenache has got a future for sure with the climate change. But going about- back to Pinot Noir, so I mean, you know, the, the southern end of the valley and the northern end. So the southern end down here is the cool end. The high altitude plus the cool air coming out of the Great Divide there in the upper Yarra. It used to be uh, sparkling wine. So all the Pinot Noir grown up there used to be for Hardy's and Domaine Chandon to make bubbles. Now, those Hardy's and Domaine Chandon, they all moved down to Tasmania in the last 10 years because of climate change, kind of. You know, it's getting warmer and warmer. So they moved their sparkling production to Tassie. And now the table wine production is spot on in the southern end of the valley for Pinot Noir, kind of. So it's perfect now. In the olden days, yeah, it was a bit, yeah, you couldn't get it ripe. But now, yeah, southern end is spot on. The valley floor, so the northern end, where the board, Dixon's Creek, where the Bordelis is, that is like, or Luke Lambert, yeah, that's a Nebbiolo, Sangiovese, you know, Syrah. The valley floor is more Capstaff. And what do you think it is that people love about Pinot Noir or Nebbiolo or Syrah? You know, what is it that people no, They're all love? very different. You can't, yeah, you can't compare one to the other. I mean, Nebbiolo is all about tannin and savouriness and, you know, subtle. It's almost subtle, you know. And there's no sweetness. It's just pureness, kind of. Syrah is very spicy, Christmassy, or Victorian Syrah, I should say, you know, cool climate Syrah. It's very spicy, peppery, you know. These days, like with the Syrah, we changed the viticulture. 20 years ago, or 30 years ago, you know, we opened up the canopy we leaf plucked, you know, to get sunshine onto the grapes. Now the Syrah we plant today, we don't trim, we don't leaf pluck anything because we want the fruit to grow in the shade to get those peppery flavours. You know, and with the Pinot. Your, your Pinot is very, I mean, the flavours are intense, but it's very light and delicate and, you know, just beautiful in a very elegant, um, pretty, if you like, yeah. way. You know, that is the style we try to make. Like, we don't work them. You know, we pick them fairly early at flavour spectrum we like, you know, lower alcohols, and then there's no plunging or anything. We just, you know, keep them wet, you know. So that is... The winemaking has changed. We use more whole whole bunch or whole cluster. I don't know yeah. what you call it, whole bunch, whole cluster. Whole bunch, there. yeah. You know, whole bunch, yeah. The warmer the years, actually, or the, the, the warmer part of the valley is more suited to whole bunch. You know, you do a lot of whole bunch to get that vibrant, crunchy, carbonic thing happening, which gives it a lift, you know? Yeah. But yeah, picking time, shaded canopy, it all helps these days, yeah. So if you had to choose your top three varieties, what would they be? Apart from trolling up. <laughs> You can have Trollinger, absolutely. <laughs> what is this? It's Pinot, Syrah, and Nebbiola. Come on, people. Huh? What about we did have some... wrestling? Huh? Trollinger is not, we used to call it a light, refreshing, alcoholic beverage. You know, you could hardly call it wine, you know. It was a bit insipid, you know, but there's a whole, gen- there's generations in Württemberg grew up on that stuff. They're dying out, so now there's a bit of cro- uh, Trollinger oversupply, I should say. Over there, <laughs> but it made a light easy drinking wine. When we go, well, like Ron and I go to Germany, we drink a Trollinger because that's what you drink there. You know where I grew up. Yeah, are you going to put Trollinger in there then? What else are we going to have? No, Pinot Noir. No, I'm not, I'm no. Not. I do it for fun. Yeah, no Pinot. I love Pinot. We drink mostly Pinot. We drank a bit of Gamay. We drink Gamay a bit. We like Gamay. It's funky. You know, there's a, that's, there's too many faulty ones out there. You know, and I see you put Cap Frong on there as well. You know, actually yeah. Cap Frong does really well. Just going back to trolling because the trolling drinkers are drinking are dying out in Germany. And I reckon Cap Franc does really well. There's a few Cap Franc vineyards in Württemberg. And that's my favorite wine over there now. It actually works. Brilliant. 
with the so climate we've got, change and all we've that. We've got Pinot Noir. We've Pinot Noir. We've got Cabernet Franc, and yeah, Nebbiolo. Uh, no, I love. Yeah, I love. I've got Sangiovese at the moment as well. I love. I love those. The, about the Italian varieties, I love the savouriness. The, they got those great tenants, those drying tenants. They just hit you halfway through the palate. You know, and it's not and that if sweet you fruit. You know? And if you had to vote your worst red variety. Oh, it's got to be those bloody hybrids these days. Have you been in Germany lately? Or they had them here as well. Those Chambosine and ah, oh, it's those those American hybrid things. You know, you don't have to spray. You can be organic. You know, it's disease free. Oh, they taste like shit. I cannot do it. <laughs> Moving on to a bigger picture, you know, um, it's been a pretty tough year in Australia with the bushfires and then COVID. You've been locked down for fifteen weeks, haven't you? Just come out. What are what are the positives that that you think you you've been focusing on? It's like we never had a better looking place ever. Like everything we always wanted to fix is fixed. We can't find anything else to do. Brilliant. Anyway, that's no life's good. It's more family. It's more, yeah. I mean, we're missing the holidays. So the whole life was evolved around traveling, which is totally gone now. So it's yeah. lives around the farm. You make everything as schmick as you can, kind of. Yeah, things are looking good around the farm. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful place and a beautiful view. Timo Mayer. Thank you very much. No worries. You guys have a good one. Right. Bye. So- Trollinger. So Trollinger. Trollinger? Trollinger? <laughs> Trollinger. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Sorry, we just start there, shall we? Um, you looked into it a bit, didn't you? I did, um, I did, you know, yeah. So I think we had, I, did, I looked at our results. We didn't have a single vote for Trollinger oh. or Vernatch or Schiava or Black Hamburg. They're all the same. Yeah, as far yeah, as I'm yeah aware, no, I, know. I, I really don't not think it's... One, not it, one vote. It's it's not going to trouble Apart the leaderboard, <laughs> which wasn't a real He's one anyway. He's a lonely furrow. Uh, no, I, I don't think it's going to trouble the the leaderboard. But according to Wine Grapes, which is yeah. the definitive um, work on we, the subject, we have to bring that in here, don't we? Yeah. So, so yeah, the Wine yeah. Grapes Bible uh, by Dr. J, who we had on the yes. program with our favourite yeah. whites, so Jose yeah. Vuillamos and and Julia Harding and Jancis Robinson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so what what they say in in Wine Grapes is that it probably comes from Northern Italy, the mm. Alto Adige, uh, but it is more widely planted as Trollinger in Germany, uh, mainly in Württemberg, making, I quote, pale red wines for local consumption. That's as slightly damning, much, isn't it? Well, it's pretty much what Timo said, yeah. really, let's be honest. <laughs> um, it's also a table grape and found in Japan. Mm. Now, this, this bit is interesting, I think. It does well under glass, and this is what I was talking about. So mm. the, it, the, the, apparently, and I quote again from, from wine grapes, the vine planted in the mid-18th century at Hampton Court, Court Palace in England is a particularly ancient surviving example. And we've seen it, haven't of, we? We have, exactly. Um, I'm sure many of, of you would have seen it too. It's, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing yeah, vine. It is amazing. Um, anyway, let's move on. So uh, we'll move on from Tollinger. So, so we'll go to our, our top top rated variety, Pinot Noir. Yeah. yeah I don't think that's a surprise, is it? I don't think it is, really. It's, it, it is the wine lover's favourite yeah. wine variety. I mean, why? I mean, why do we think? Why? It's a good question, isn't it? I, I think it combines the best of, of red and white, really, but yeah. really simply. Yeah, you know, it's it's elegant and perfumed, but it can also be quite powerful and complex. And, and apart from anything else, it can just be sort of so sexy. It can be such a, a wine that just grabs, Ethereal, isn't grabs it? you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think also there's an element where it, you know, it's unpredictable. Mm. You don't really know what you're going to get when you open a <laughs> bottle of, of of Pinot Noir, whether it's from Burgundy or the New World or whatever. Mm. And and you don't even if you bought a whole case, you you don't know what's going to have happened to it over well, that's a couple of bad, months though, or six it? months. You know, no, I, well, exa- but I think people quite like that risk. The little yeah. bit of risk, do well, they? 
Well, it's Unless crashing. It's, totally when it's, it's crashing. The disappointment, isn't it? When yeah, but it's when it's good and you but open when a it's bottle, good, it's worth it. Yeah, so the roller yeah. coaster. We like the roller yeah. coaster in short. So, so let, let's look at wine grapes. What they have to say about Pinot. So yeah. Pinot is one of the most ancient grape varieties out there. Over a thousand registered clones of it, mm. and its offspring include many familiar grapes, including, and I love this, apparently Chardonnay. Which yeah, well, I, I think it's really so old that. that it's kind of got together with other grapes and got produced lots of, had a party. lots of uh, <laughs> lots, lots of little lots Chardonnays. Of and if you're very if the grapes very old, then they're going to have lots and lots of descendants. And then this yeah. one, you know, I think it, it's, it's fascinating to look at the family tree in yeah. wine grapes. Um, but so, we also we picked up on something else. Yeah, we, looking was, at the bigger picture, exactly. I think. So, you know, so what's planted where and Really how much. interesting. If you're interested in wine grapes, uh, there's a great publication called Which Wine Grape Varieties Are Grown Where? Question mark. It's an, question mark. It's an e-book by Kim Anderson, Professor Kim Anderson of the University of Adelaide and Signe Nelgen from Geisenheim. Uh, it's the revised edition that just came out a few months ago. Um, it basically it goes into trends about wine grapes crunches a lot of data and yeah. figures um, but comes up with some really really interesting results Absolutely. so I, w- I, mean, I was fascinated to yeah. find that you know the world's most popular variety is Cabernet Sauvignon mm. now mm. that it's didn't even feature in our yeah. top three not even in our top five well maybe that's why because it's a bit it's a bit, it's yeah, a bit too, it's too much of it don't know, mm. um, but it, Merlot is second and Tempranillo is third. So the top three grape varieties presumably this is in plantings in plantings, in plantings yeah. across the world are all red yeah. Before we get to some white. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. also they, they say in that that the, the global vineyard is shrinking. Apparently it's down sort of 8% between 2000 and 2016. Um, but at the same time, varieties are becoming less diverse. So there's sort of more concentrated. The big names are planted more, basically. Yeah. Um, so, so for example, so Cabernet Sauvignon exactly. and Merlot... They've, they've, I they've, think they've doubled, doubled and, and Tempranillo has tri- tri- uh, trebled in plantings, you know. And Pinot Noir is another riser, so so it's 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 popular in that sense as well. It came into the top ten. Yeah. Uh, and and just one last fact from that: that the share of red varieties in global wine vineyard has has risen from forty six percent to fifty six percent between nineteen ninety and twenty sixteen. So more it's and more red big, being planted. Quite a big rise, isn't it? More red, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So um, so what else? Um, so Pinot, it's the third most planted variety in the US, second in New Zealand. Uh, it's got about hundred and five thousand hectares planted worldwide so we've got a couple of wines here haven't we um well, Pinot and yeah, a couple of recommendations. Yeah, yeah. So some, some Well, lovely... the first thing I would say is, yeah. you know, Timo Mayer's Pinot Noir is mm. sensational. I mean, it's in the, in the most extraordinary bottle. It's, it's hard to describe. It's got a wax top. It's got a very sort of an ancient uh, German script type of label, mm, doesn't it? It's beautiful. You need to look wines. at it online. Um, Indigo, Indigo wine have yeah. um, have Timo Mayer's mm, wines, and mm. he the Doctor Pinot Noir is particularly uh, his his top one. Now, maybe the other end of the spectrum, I've got a recommendation from Aldi. If we, those of you in the UK, that is uh, the other end. Luton Garden German Pinot Noir, twenty eighteen. No, five ninety nine <laughs> uh, from the Falz. Uh, really lovely. Really affordable Pinot Noir from from Germany, and Germany, as we know, is making some really exciting Pinot Noir. At Absolutely, the moment, isn't it? it so really is. So Garden German Pinot Noir 2018. That's five ninety nine yeah. yeah. at Aldi at the moment. Another um, wine that we bought recently that we absolutely love is again from Australia, and that's the Giant Steps a- Applejack Pinot Noir. Yeah, we um, said that the other day, didn't we? Just, uh, we had it just interestingly, amazing. alongside a couple of other ones, including a, a Latricia Chambertin. But there was this one, uh, the Reese Horseshoe Vineyard uh, Pinot Noir 2016 from Santa Cruz Mountains, which we really in really California liked, didn't really. We? We did. It's pretty spenny, though, isn't it? That's that's an it is, expensive it one. It is expensive, yeah. but it yeah, was yeah. absolutely, absolutely lovely. Yeah. Gorgeous. So yeah. That's, so that's and nice obviously one. there's just tons of, of Burgundy as well that you know we could we could talk about for hours. Indeed. Yeah. Um, um, so anyway, so that maybe that's Pinot Noir. Have we got I, anything well, no, more we to need say to, on Pinot? To, to tap back into the Twitter comments, I think because ah. um, Paul Ross uh, he, he said he said I'm tempted to say Pinot Noir, Pinot Noir, Pinot Noir. Is this Jonathan's brother? 
<laughs> Maybe. Uh, but I'll go with Maybe Pinot Noir, we'll... Cabernet Franc and Alianico, which I, is a trio I really like. I like I that, that, yes. Yeah, I, I do that respect ball. that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, that's, um, that's a good one, isn't yeah. it? And, and even though Pinot came top, you know, in our survey, not everyone was a fan. I think this is really important. We've, we've touched on it. But Tom Lewis said, uh, you know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit meh about Pinot. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Pinot Fars. I just don't get it. I'm not that fussed about Sangiovese either. Sorry. So a lot of apologies here. But he said definitely Syrah um, and GSM Southern Rhone Blends, then Cabernet and Merlot from Bordeaux. Actually... So he's letting us off with one of our varieties. Be with one, yeah. Actually, Tom says, I tend to choose more by... Uh, place, style, or production method than grape variety. I think probably a lot of people do. Mm. In fact, I think a lot of people choose as well by the label. Yeah, frankly, well, yeah, all the do. price. You, that, you know, there's different. I do. I do. To, if I don't know, <laughs> and I look and I think that looks nice, I'll have it. There we go. Honesty, um, I know. Sorry, I, do, I shouldn't admit that. Um, I think there's probably lots of people out there thinking, "Yeah, I know exactly what you mean." Uh, but yeah, no, I think people have different cues, and you know, you are thinking, "Well, you know, what budget have I got? What does it look like if I put this on the table?" Um, but yeah, it's not all about. And some wines don't even say what grape variety they are, so how can you choose by the variety? Mm, yeah. So Beth Kelly, MW, a fellow at Master of wine mm. we, Beth, Beth always joins in on our, our Twitter conversations Hi, which is fabulous uh, she says I want to say Pinot Noir because when it's good it's really good but the problem is when it's not and, uh, yeah, and we have to agree yeah I, I think that would go for a lot of writers but I think Pinot probably more than others more than well you probably pay too much for so bad you see, Pinot she's someone who's taken the roller coaster and she's got off at the crashingly <laughs> low stop <laughs> <laughs> she said Zinfandel offs for white zin only that was a joke please don't put it in a podcast Easy. Um, so we, we don't worry Beth we won't put it in a podcast <laughs> we um, couldn't dream but your favourites were Syrah, Syrah Gamay and Grenache that's a nice choice and uh, sorry about that um, and you know she's she was surprised joking. she had consistency and, and I think that um, you know interestingly final point on Pinot it did come joint top in our admittedly tiny survey of people's worst red varieties as well interesting so top in the best top in the worst there we go. That says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so moving on to Syrah. Let's go Syrah, 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 next. Syrah, Syrah yes. So, so very interesting. Um, it is one of our very favourite varieties. I think it is, isn't it? Um, we've we talked about it. this before. Yeah. Um, we kind of we love the. I mean, Syrah has many different sort of forms, doesn't it? Mm. Very many different styles. Our love is for the peppery, lighter alcohol, more savoury Northern Rhone style. And yeah. now we are seeing a lot of similar styles coming out of the New World. So from New Zealand, from Australia, mm. Chile, South Africa, the US, also maybe the south of France as well yeah, you know yeah. everybody or not everybody but a lot of winemakers are going for that style that 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 yeah. so, really so we should say style. the alternative style is the much richer yeah. but what might be termed as Shiraz they're the same great variety Syrah yeah. Shiraz but the the style is often called Shiraz as well in that that bigger heartier richer higher alcohol often more oak yeah richer places riper like the Barossa yes historically um, from McLaren Vale yeah. but also you know other new Just world warm countries areas, really. yeah. and it yeah. can be absolutely blockbuster it can be yeah. amazing and I know a lot of people love it well and um, chili as just, well actually yeah yes. chili but when, uh, when it's well made absolutely yeah exactly I mean I did my uh, master of wine dissertation on Syrah didn't I um, you did yeah it's really interesting it's got very interesting history it might be the great grandchild of Pinot um, which explains a bit about its style obviously it gets used in, gets used in blends a lot doesn't it it does um, so according to the OOE and Anderson is the fifth um, well the OOE has, has it as fifth most widely planted variety with 190,000 hectares hmm. so it's quite it's quite you know it's 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 a variety that's out there, and I'm surprised yeah. we don't see more of it and talk about it a bit more. It sort of seems to fly under the radar a bit, isn't it? It 
well, maybe in terms of absolute top flight, yes, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, do we? One of the wines that, um, mm. again, I tasted particularly when I was on my Australia trip um, was Luke Lambert's Syrah. Um, and again, you know, this is Indigo Wines. It's it's not a cheap wine. Timo's wines are not cheap either, but it's absolutely beautiful. And it was a real surprise to to taste this um, with Luke um, in his his little winery in the Yarra Valley. The gorgeous, um, gorgeous just, wine. It's just, just a gorgeous. shout out to Luke while we're here. Um, I've got another Syrah, Saint Joseph uh, Domaine, Jean Claude Marsan, uh, twenty seventeen. Uh, that's about thirty quid from Haynes, Hanson and Clark, which I, was a was a lovely wine. One you've just tasted recently, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, anyway, Syrah, look yeah, out for good Syrah. Like look yeah. out for good Syrah. Uh, Nebbiolo. Nebbiolo. So the last one, the grape of Piedmont. Um, obviously, names like Barolo, Barbaresco. In some ways, it's a bit like Pinot Noir, isn't it? It is mm. pale in colour. Well, it should be pale in colour, as should Pinot. Um, but then it's got incredible tannin and, mm. you know, an acidity, those lovely, beautiful sort of sort of chalky tannins and gorgeous acidity. And then brilliant perfume as well. But it's really difficult to grow. And especially, I mean, obviously, Barolo and Barbara, you know, in Piedmont, it seems to work really, really well. But mm. exporting it doesn't seem to work very well at all. Until mm. until recently, you know, I've tried some terrible wines from Barolo uh, from certain places. But now I've, I've you know, especially in Australia, and you tried yeah. some in, in, in when you were down in I Australia. I did, I did. I mean, I think it's really still a working. Quite exciting. It, it's it's got great potential, mm. absolutely great potential. And somebody like Luke Lambert, who is just a complete Nebbiolo um, nutter, he just loves it. Um, I think you know they will be the people who do really interesting things with it. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, interesting factoid: uh, its name uh, supposedly comes from Nebbia which is Italian for fog. Some people say fog. It, it for fog, fog, yes, it refers to the fog in the region, but but wine grapes uh, have it as, as maybe more referring to the thick natural bloom that covers the berries near I harvest time, which that. looks a bit foggy. Anyway, Thank you, Mr Richards, you for that little go. bit of info. It's about 8,000 hectares, but it is increasing. It was 87th most, most popular variety. Um, uh, it's growing quite fast. Which Excellent. is good to hear. Yeah, no, we, yeah, well, interesting. We, so let's, let's have uh, more thoughts on the Grenache or Garnacha. We don't want to get in trouble with, with, <laughs> with, with, with Senor <laughs> de la Sarna. Uh, we're calling it Garnacha. Um, but we probably need to call it Garnacha Tinta because there are obviously lots of different kinds there of are, Garnacha. There are, there are, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is probably a bit. So, so what, this came number four? Yes, yeah, it's four. Fourth. It's quite a surprise, I think. Yeah, well, I, I think it's quite a surprise. I mean, it's, it's not really um, necessarily one of our favourites. It tends to make the wine, well, probably. Well, it's not most famous, but it's quite famous in the Chateauneuf de Pat blend down in the Southern Rhone. Mm. Uh, those sort of slightly higher alcohol, spicy, um, fruity, more perhaps a little bit more jammy kind of mm. breads. Mm. Um, but I, do you know what I find interesting about Grenache though? It's actually its plantings are, are declining, aren't they? Yeah, it's one of the biggest losers, isn't it? It's gone down from second down to seventh. Place, Which I I don't get because when we were you know we we're talking to team about climate change, people are looking for great varieties that work in hotter climates mm. and Grenache is absolutely that yeah. so why are the plantings going down um, as climate change is having more and more effect it's, it's quite it's drought resistant as well I don't yeah. know it's a really interesting question I mean I think a lot of it's been taken out in places like Spain where just a lot of vineyards being taken out generally, generally so in some okay. countries where it's popular it's, it's going so yeah. but I think I think we might see it come back you're right um, and especially if you're going to make it in those more elegant styles the, you know styles like we see from Sierra de Gredos or, or you know just to explain what are, that is because that's quite a sorry quite a, Madrid in Spain uh, you know in some areas of the long and Rona really focusing on making very 
elegant, pale, sort of delicate styles of, of Grenache, Grenache rather than these big, jammy monsters, which you can see. Yeah. Um, and so it'd be and really it, interesting to, to, to see how that develops. And it does work very well in a blend as well, we should say, you know, that there yeah, are, it is. you know, I'm just thinking, just seeing here, looking at the bottles that we've got here, um, that we haven't actually mentioned a couple of the Nebbiolos, which you like. And this, uh, this famous bottle we had, do you remember this evening in Enoteca Turi, a I lovely Italian remember. restaurant in Putney? This, it was a night when we were snowed in, wasn't it? It snowed so heavily. It's no many years ago now, many years ago. And, and we went in and we had a lovely meal and we had this Barbaresco Vigneto Brick Ronchi 1995 by Rocca Albino um, just it was amazing the, and then the we just went and of our bought, bought a, it was we wasn't did. it we bought a case That's afterwards yeah, yeah, so good but, memories oh. nice when my wines have got a and there's memory. quite affordable one isn't there Majestic we just tried the Barolo own label definition Barolo yeah. I think isn't it which um, was good really was, good lovely either. perfume yeah, nice yeah. example of Nebbiolo it's a bit more affordable yeah so Barolo is the name there or Barbaresco those are the names you'd be looking out for with, yeah. with Nebbiolo so Cabernet Franc Cabernet Franc so this was one that Timo mentioned as well of course yeah I think Cabernet Franc is is an intriguing variety, and I think people are are doing more and more things with it. More mm. and more people are having a go with it, um, and I yeah, when it's good, hey, it's lovely really good. deep and colour and I'm so graffiti, to, peppery, leafy. It's quite complex. It's yeah. not for everyone, maybe, <clears throat> but it's really exciting to see it it's being popular in our poll, yeah. um, more popular than Cabernet Sauvignon. Now, interestingly, it is an ancient grape. It's it's more historic than Cabernet Sauvignon. It is actually a parent, I think, of. Cabernet Sauvignon and Carmenere and Merlot. Wow. So none of those varieties would exist without Cabernet Franc. So it's really old. And obviously it's best known in Loire, isn't it, where you get, what is it, um, yes. Somme of Champigny or, yeah, 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 or, yeah, or, or yeah. these sort of places, Chinon, makes some lovely, which is so underrated and so, such good value and can age forever. When you have really old wines uh, from good Cabernet Franc from Loire, they but are sensational. Equally, some of the not old ones, you know, in, made in a, a, a sort of a bright, the, the mm. slightly brighter, fruitier styles are lovely in the summer if you want to chill them a little bit. Oh, you know, well so, said. So there's, there's, all, there's all sorts you can do with mm. Cabernet Franc mm. depending on sort of what style it's been yeah. made and who's yeah. made and it. it. And it, it exports quite easily. So Argentina what, making some great Cabernet Franc. Lots of different places. Now, what I want to know is about, there was a bit of a spat about Cabernet Franc, oh, yeah, wasn't so, there? Yeah. Come on, explain, <laughs> okay. explain a Twitter spat. So a bit of a spat, but this is quite fun. Um, so, so it involved a face-off between Lee Isaacs, who's been on the show, hi Lee, uh, and Gus McLean, <laughs> hi Gus, uh, over which was better between Cabernet Sauvignon and Cabernet Franc. Uh, Lee chose uh, Cabernet uh, what did he tell you? Lee chose Cabernet Franc, didn't he? Saying, yep. uh, not that Schmovignon Sauvignon nonsense, but the real deal Franc. Uh, what a variety. Gus replied by saying, back off with that Franc nonsense. Uh, underwrite green stringent swill juice. That's quite nice, he said. Uh, <laughs> a little bit Lee unkind. replied, uh, hashtag Franc forever. And another hashtag I'd like to see on a T-shirt. So anyone Franck who forever. makes t T-shirt, get in touch. Uh, Franc beats Sauvignon every time. Fact. Hashtag fact. Hashtag Not fact. Not even just uh, fact. Pure, Hashtag fact. Pure red fruit, energy, vibrancy. Ooh, look at my Cabernet Sauvignon with all its cassis and nothing else. Which is a bit tart. Um, long story short, it ended with a lot of gifts and cries of no shan't. <laughs> <laughs> very wine way of ending um, a Twitter um. argument. Yeah. Um, but I think Dan Kirby uh, added fuel oh, yeah. to this fire, didn't he? <laughs> um, you know, he said Pinot Noir, Garnacha, modern stuff only. Um, Pinot Noir, again, anybody who puts Cabernet Sauvignon in their top three needs to have a rethink. 
Now Needs we should mention. We, I want to mention Dan because yeah. he's he's doing something really interesting. A uh, lovely guy who is crowdfunding his Master of Wine, um, his qualification. Well, and, he's, he's you know, attempt to become well, a master. Um, yeah, exactly he wants to be. To he wants to become course, a Master yeah. of Wine. He wants to study the, the go on the course. Needs the money for it as you know. It's, it's an expensive thing to do, and he's crowdfunding. And mm. so hats off to you. What what do we what, what yeah, do we have to do? It's on GoFundMe. Go I think. It's called Make Me a Master. Yeah, if you want to uh, to add to to so, Dan's uh, yeah, crowdfunding. Anyway. You can ask him to put fuel on fires or, or put less fuel on fires yeah. at the same time. Who you can knows? read his anyway, controversial blog. Uh, Tempranillo uh, came in eighth. Um, yeah. And this is a, it's a great, it's expanded quite a lot recently. I think it's one of the fastest growing, um, more than trebled its vineyard area. It's become the third most widely planted variety so it's growing really fast apparently mainly because it's, it's just sort it's of replacing iren the white yeah i mean 80 percent of it is in to, spain isn't it so it's not as widely planted as other yeah, varieties it's, it's not it, as in internationally exactly so planted. Um, and, and the next biggest planting is the next door in portugal uh, yeah. where it's known as aragonesh or, or tintero rich so um, most of it's sort of in that part of the, that world. Part of the world but it still yeah. makes some sensational wines you know rioja it really does right oh, up it there really does yeah, Toro, yeah some of our things. favorite wines uh, in the but world. all that information came from um Kim and Signe's book, uh, Which Wine Grape Varieties Grown Where. Now, we need um, to say that, that... What do we need to say? Merlot. We need to deal with the M. We need to M deal word. with the M word. Um, Merlot okay. was not in the top ten. No, sorry, Merlot. It came 11. Uh, Merlot is never the most popular thing when you ask people, well, is I, it? I, I was having to think about this. And I think is this the sideways the, thing? Is this the well, sideways effect? You know, I, I know we know. Well, maybe. I don't, I don't think it is. Everybody says it's the sideways thing. I think that's a, probably a bit of a red herring. But mm. um, And it makes some of the finest wines in the world. But I think the problem with Merlot is it doesn't have quite the same identity as other grape varieties have. So it doesn't have the, its mm. own characteristics. No, it yeah, seems to be, you know, what, how do you describe Merlot? It's quite hard. Yeah. It depends where it is. And the great ones grown, taste you know. more of the great producer or the, or the specific or the area. Site. So you talk about that more yeah. than the, the variety Which of course itself. applies to every variety. But even more so, I think, to, to, to Merlot. Are you but, saying you Merlot know, gets a hard, hard rep? A, 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 a well, I just think people, you know, any of us would say it depends on the Merlot. It depends on the wine. Mm. You know, I might love that one. Anyway, that you know, one. we can't influence the results. It didn't come in top 10. It came 11th. It came um, 11th. Now, Matt Ebert's wrote in to say, I feel badly for Merlot being so underappreciated in this thread. Oh, well, there we go. But yes, then he said, yes. it's not in my top three. <laughs> <laughs> however, however, it should be getting a bit more love than it is. I'll oh. have a pomerol this weekend in support. I hope you did. I Matt. love that. Uh, he, I'll have a pomerol. I'll, I'll take the hit. Then he added, just wait. He added, uh, it appears Merlot's just not in favour. I thought some of my French friends would show support as a favour. If anyone has some Petrus wasting space in their cellar, I'll take it off your hands. I will too. <laughs> and then Shane, Shane McHugh later weighed in, saying very uh, succinctly, Syrah, Merlot, Pice. Hashtag I said Merlot. Hashtag fight me. <laughs> I love it. We won't it. fight I love you, Shane. It. We'll just uh, respect your anyway, opinion. Anyway. Um, um, so yeah, there was loads of kind of oddities in there. I thought it was great. Cialianico, Mencia, Nerello Mascalesi popped in, Zino Mavro. Uh, there was Saglantino, Kadarka, you know, the hung- hungry bull's blood. Uh, yeah. I mean, really as you said, we had, we had 100, over 120 yeah, varieties, yeah. Graziano, didn't we? Graziano was good to see, yeah. Susumaniello, Galliopo, Menenthau, or, or Trousseau, I, I, I love. It's Jura, Spain, Portugal, yeah. uh, where it's known as Bastardo and, and Maturana Tinta as well. Yeah. Oh, so you can get some lovely wines made for that. But it was I'm pleased you're saying see. all of these because I don't think I could possibly, <laughs> well, I'm not saying right possibly pronou- well, I loved, pronounce them. There was them. a brilliant bit where Nayan uh, said Negra Criolla, Vishchokenya, 
and Kadarka, to which Andrew Stevenson replied, you're just typing random <laughs> characters on the keyboard now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> that is <laughs> the best truthful. comment. I hadn't read that. That's yeah, just really brilliant, brilliant, um, brilliant. I think we end on that. No, Dear yeah, me. So, yeah. so a fascinating and hopefully heartwarming exploration of, of red grapes. Um, mm-hmm. But have we, you and me, actually mm. decided which red grape is best, in our opinion? Pinot Noir. Syrah. You getting Syrah? Well, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Uh, what about worse red? Worse red. Oh, you this know, is hard. Last week in the white in the white oh, wines one, we definitely did. We dealt I with don't this. Like we caused doing a bit this. of controversy. So I'm going to ask you again. Um, let's have a stab at our worst oh, red variety. I hate I'm going to go first, this. and I'm going to say either Petite Syrah or Petit Verdot. I'm not sure you're allowed in either. Go on. You, you, All right, you, Petite yeah. Syrah. Petit Sarah. It's just totally pointless. The thing is, whatever I say is going to offend somebody, and I don't want to. I'm not. I'm, no, no, I'm, no, no, no. Oh. I'm afraid you've got to offend. Well, I, what I would say is that there is no no red grape that I hate. Oh, come on, get on with it. No, no. But I think there are some that I've had quite a few, very few that I've really loved, and I probably the 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 main one there would be Tanat. Sorry, Tanat. Uruguay. Oh, I think you're so wrong. I probably am. I need to be proved. proved I think you wrong. need to be taken to Uruguay to chase the, the modern tanats. Oh, so and juicy never let out and again. lovely. And oh, yeah. I know, gorgeous. I know. Anyway, okay. you are welcome to your opinion. I'd as love am I. to come We're to Uruguay. We're probably both wrong. Uh, if you guys want to get in touch about any of this, uh, to correct us, take issue with us, tell us we're getting it all wrong or we need to calm, calm down. down. Uh, whatever. Uh, speak pipe uh, on the website or, or socials, Instagram, Twitter. Get in touch. Say hi. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. Um, Until next time, enjoy your favourite red wine. Mm. And cheers.